have we just given up with copyright at this point? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck him. Come, okay. come at come at us, Deftones. Yeah, whatever. Uh, welcome back. No, another episode of the Sunday Porch Podcast. Um, Deftones is Radiohead for people who have sex. Yes. That's, <laughs> that's actually hilarious. <laughs> Dude, Radiohead is like... I, I hate it unless I'm in like the most perfect vibe to listen to it. And then when you are, it hits harder than like any other oh, yeah. music like i'll never listen to it and then i'll have a day where it's just i've listened to it for four hours i don't even know the names of the song i know like mm-hmm. well, so, some of them like, just just go on forever yeah like how to disappear completely is my favorite radiohead song and that that'll leave me just staring at a wall for like like yeah, literally just like the rest of the day seriously like, trippy. Oh, got what, me <laughs> what was their fan base like was the, is that is dude. that like a punk fan? Like I don't even is it grunge? I think honestly, dude, I think Radiohead is is along the lines of very pretentious music fans. <laughs> it's kind of like like the whole oh, Tame really? Impala situation for a while. Like it's like I watched a YouTube video once where a guy was talking. It was the video was like twenty two minutes long, and it was like the greatest song ever written. And it was a radio. It was, honestly, it was probably had to disappear completely. It was just a Radiohead song, and he went so deep into like the life of each of the members of the band when the song was written and and how their own personal experience had like contributed to the decisions that they made with the music and it was honestly like props for the dude for putting in the time to make that video but also like what the fuck (laughs) yeah it's like weirdly wrapped up with like the literally me shit like I saw this one video where it's like how I'd be listening to different Radiohead songs and it was just like a Lou Bloom edit of him doing different (laughs) stuff and like Ryan Gosling in there also so I don't know (laughs) I can get too caught up on that too. I saw a YouTube. I didn't even watch this one, but it was forty-four minutes long, and it it was a picture of Ryan Gosling from Drive, and it says Incel's favorite movie. <laughs> <laughs> the first time I watched that, I didn't get those vibes at all, and now I can't, it, now I do. Like now I can't. Right. The grocery store thing is weird as fuck. Like, it's like <laughs> what? what? A lot of it's weird as fuck because that that movie just like paints this ridiculously unrealistic picture of like a dude who's super autistic a and really doesn't attractive and, guy who's shy, which isn't a real thing. Right. It's, just a, it's a Hollywood, you know what I mean? Right. You know what song uh-huh. I've been banging recently is um do you know the song A Country Boy Can Survive by Hank Williams? Yeah. <laughs> nice. And <laughs> on like a weird music way. <laughs> That is a weird music vibe. That hits harder though. Dude, I don't know it's if... like almost the apocalypse. Like I just get good like Fallout Shelter vibes from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Deep spot <by> you. Uh, <laughs> right. Um I was looking at like what went down this week before we started this episode. Did you see what happened like I think it was like last Sunday? Um 
a Boston guy, like, there was a flight from Los Angeles to Boston, and some dude just lost his mind on the plane and had to get, like, restrained by a ton of passengers. I, I, I ha- was trying to watch that video. Like, it came up on my feed, and then I was at work, and I had to do something, like, yeah, actually serious so I can watch the guy have a screaming <laughs> tantrum on the plane. I mean, I was, like, trying to find time to watch it. So, do you know the story? Like, yeah. were they in, in well, the air? He- they were in the air, and he pulled out a... Sp- well, there was two airport freakouts that went down this week. One of them was, like, in the airport. A guy started singing, I'm Not Afraid by Eminem. Did you see that one? No. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> he, like, had a total freakout. <laughs> and, like, security was trying to get him, and he's like, I'm not afraid to take a stand. Dude, <laughs> in the middle of an airport. <laughs> I, I was saying, like, the vibe post covid in airports and airplanes is fucking oh, yeah. terrible. it's so scary like it's everybody <laughs> is on the edge like literally uh-huh. like just the like you look around and the expressions of people is either like angry and ready to go at a moment's notice or just like very afraid or it's just right. like the flight attendants are just like and the pilots are just like like not even awake <laughs> they're, they're drunk and zanned out of their minds honestly dude what what worries me is like if how many pilots are just ready to they just don't care anymore <laughs> oh yeah they're like, you like know that's what? it someone yells at them and they're like okay <laughs> well <laughs> had a good run i'm not gonna care about it after this plane crashes <laughs> right <laughs> <Fuck> <laughs> <off>. <laughs> Oh, I hope nobody yeah. sues my body. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so what went down was this this guy, he's like a Massachusetts n- native dude flying from Los Angeles back to Boston, and he, like, tried to stab a flight attendant with a broken metal spoon, like, he had, like, a prison <laughs> shake, and was just up having a meltdown, and then he ran to one of the emergency exits and was trying to open up the... <laughs> The door on the plane, like mid flight, like, and out the dude? yeah, yeah, how like just trying a, how to. Did he get a shank onto the plane? I think it was just like a spoon that he took from one of the restaurants, and he and he like broke the spoon part off, so it was just like a metal, you know. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> and and he got restrained. Dudes like picked him up and like WWE slammed him, incapacitated him. That's something I never thought about before. Wait, so anything past security you can just take on, basically, right? I mean, I guess, How right? How is that safe? Like, yeah, dude, I, I never, I never it, thought about it either, you too. You just get a steak knife from a restaurant, like, I, but I can't bring toothpaste? I don't know. That I Actually, that's Fuck. so weird. I never thought about that. Dude, honestly, me neither. And so you just brought it <laughs> yeah. up. Because like, okay, you could. You could <laughs> you totally could go to, like, yeah. yeah, you could take a knife. Huh. Or even you could get like a like a beer or, or like a wine glass or something and just break it. Our Spotify guys like don't do it. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, like they have like a bet on like when we're gonna go yeah. just too far <laughs> over the edge of what what's okay to say. They always get real close. <laughs> but yeah, I mean airplanes not. Super so chill. What happened? They just like restrained them and then. Yeah, I think they held him down and arrested him at, at the door. But um, just him trying a, to. Do you think there was a moment like after restraining him where he like calmed down and then it was like super awkward? 
for like the rest of the flight. Oh, pro- probably. <laughs> he, he was, was like, 33 years like, old. <laughs> so the man was detained at an initial appearance in federal court on Monday and awaits a hearing scheduled for Thursday. So it was last Thursday, so his hearing must have already happened. His federal public defender could not be reached for comment. Understandable. <laughs> the plane was about 45 minutes from arrival in Boston when the crew received an alarm that a side door on the aircraft was disarmed, prosecutor said. A flight attendant noticed that the door's locking handle had been moved out of the fully locked position about a quarter of the way towards the unlocked position, and the Wait, emergency so he slide... Sneaky with it, like mid-flight? He was close. Oh, yeah. shit. <laughs> <laughs> Man. So then at this so at this point the crew told the captain that this guy's a threat and the plane should land as soon as possible. And uh so he gets out of his seat and approaches two flight attendants standing in the aisle and uses the spoon to make stabbing motions, hitting a flight attendant three times in the neck area. Passengers tackled Torres, who was restrained with the assistance of the crew. The airline said no one was injured, crediting the quick action of our crew and customers. If convicted, he could face life in prison. Well? So they kind of, like, they interfered with his plan, though. So he was like, I gotta get out of here. Like, we've been there. Like, he was, there was a dude, a fat dude next to him that was just smelled, like, no. so bad. Like, he's like, I gotta get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get off this plane, him, man. Think about the chaos that would have ensued on a passenger aircraft if he actually pulled that off. If he opened up the emergency exit, people are getting like sucked out and stuff. <laughs> I've, heard, I've heard things. I've heard some people say that like you legitimately like it's in the movies where everyone just gets Star Wars out of the hole in the airplane. <laughs> and then I've heard other people say that like it depressurizes and you're strapped in like it's not that bad. But I think you'd be okay. It seems like it would be pretty bad. I mean I would imagine <laughs> it's like Right. Like think about when you're in a car that isn't even pressurized and you're going eighty and you roll yeah. down a window. Right. Like, like it would be that times a thousand. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, like the noise alone would be. <laughs> yeah, it would be crazy. Damn, uh, dude, it's like it's funny because they have to like toe this line where it's like an emergency exit door should be easy to operate, like it should be right. easy to open to, to serve its function, but also like that just lends yourself to, <laughs> to guys like this that are like, "Fuck it, yeah. I'm gonna open it." <laughs> <laughs> You said on the last podcast, you're like, I don't think we've seen fully what one man is capable of. <laughs> We're getting close. <laughs> that, that, that was a funny line to drop. I was listening to it, and I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's the wrong person will take that as a challenge. Did you um listen to the Tucker Carlson, or I'm sorry, the Alex Jones, Tim Dillon podcast? I want to talk about both of those. But... I did. Yeah, I didn't get the chance to, to to look at it, but I'm still down to talk about it. It's, yeah, so, dude, literally, like, that guy is so unhinged now, it's, like, almost unbelievable to listen to. Like, it's just, I was, like, in tears the whole time. So, first of all, just the worst two people. So, Tim Dillon is trying to talk to him, and he's like, so, tell me about... Like, he's trying to set him up where he can, like, defend himself for, like, the January, like, the Capitol riot or whatever. Because I guess in his defense, like, there is a video of him telling people, like, not to go inside the Capitol or whatever. And he's like, Mm -hmm. he's like, damn, he's like, 
let me recount that day. He's like, I woke up about 10 a.m., super hungover. He's like, so me and my wife ordered some whiskey up to the room to, like, put in my coffee. <laughs> and then he's like, and then I banged my wife, and then we decided to go down. <laughs> it's like the, starting off in, like, the worst, the most degenerate morning, like, of all time. <laughs> And everyone right. was in the studio was like, oh, like, this isn't going <laughs> And then he was just, yeah. he was talking about, he's like, so I'm down there, like, pretty drunk, listening to, like, <laughs> to people, like, go off. And then people are, like, running by me. <laughs> it was just so <laughs> to hear his, like, account of, like, what happened, just the chaos. But Yeah. But that's something, like, no one thinks. I mean, I have, those people were probably just, like, fucked up. I'm, a good majority of them, I would imagine, right? Like, Yeah, bro. I mean, they probably pre- pre-gamed the shit out oh, of it. Oh, yeah, and I didn't even really get yeah. that. And I was like, oh. <laughs> Some of them probably don't even really remember what went down, you know? Like, they're back in their hotel room later, and they're like, man, am I going to get arrested? I don't even know. <laughs> right. But the shit that you were talking about, I look more into that, where they led the... Um, mm-hmm. The fucking sh- the sh- they call him the shaman, Drelly or whoever that guy. Is. Yeah, and I don't really know because what is kind of what is fucked up is like even if that happened just by circumstance, like that literally because the QAnon people thought that the that the police were gonna like side with them, right? That was part of that whole conspiracy. So like that just played right, right into his like mental illness. Of like, exactly yeah, yeah so it literally fits him so it's like come on you know what i mean which is right. terrible to, to give those people that so it's like i was thinking maybe there was like a stand down order and they just didn't really give a fuck like maybe they were like kind of down with it because i mean they're just pe- people too they're not making it they're not like rich you know what i mean or maybe I mean, that- they were they were like fucking you know planted people but i don't know According to the yeah. uh, Alex on that podcast, like there was like a lot of like non-uniformed feds, but I mean, of course there, of course there was. Like it's DC, so right. I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, at least for me, the first thing that I thought was just really fucking weird when it was going down, we were getting all the Twitter videos and like the news stories of what's going on. It's just how like calm and nonchalant it all kind of seemed, you know? Like th- there wasn't any sort of like it wasn't really like a riot you know the, the vibe was just so weird like just it was the weird weirdest vibe it was like the clip when the people are sitting in like the house of representatives yeah. like up on the desk and stuff and they're like hey you guys shouldn't really be in here and then the other guy's like holding the flag he's like don't worry i'm making sure they're not messing anything up it's like they're just like <laughs> yeah I, it's like i don't so know scary. dude it was like <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> it's like if i was in uh like elementary school and I went in the auditorium when I wasn't supposed to or something. Right. It's like, that's no, how that that's went. That's a perfect analogy. <laughs> it was just seemed so calm. It wasn't, it wasn't in any way like, I, at, at least the way that it was presented to the public deserved of the outrage that it got, I don't think. Dude, but then, yeah, so he goes into all this crazy shit. Like he was talking about how he was like, yeah, he was like, Trump would call my wife for like two hours. <laughs> Like, every week and talk to her, which oh honestly I kind of believe. Like, I guess spend <laughs> just like hours on the phone, and he'd be like, I'd have yeah. to like grab the phone and like be like, get off the phone with my wife. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> into, like, 
an insane like you realize how crazy that group of people is but I yeah, was cracking they're... up at that and then I didn't even watch the podcast but I saw a video of um Tucker Carlson like putting a Zin in and the Nelk guys are like oh yep. like a Zimbabwe and he was just Zimbabwe. Like, cracking up like the funniest <laughs> shit he'd ever heard he's like, like it's so good man yeah. it's so <laughs> it's like, good it was like a Frank the Tank like a fucking yeah. at a barbecue moment he's like, so funny he's like Zimbabwe <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, oh, Somebody's got to got to hit him with the Monica Lazinski. He'll love right. that one. <laughs> well, dude, he pulled it out and he's like, "I don't even know what this is." Somebody just put it in my pocket. <laughs> he loves that. He loves that shit. He he he's, he's out of mana on like national television all the time. Yeah, no, it's that's so funny because he did that, and I had listened to a podcast with him like a year ago, and like half of it was him just pressing the guy and like taking nicotine gum with him. Like, this is such a funny. Yeah, thing. He's, like, he's like, come on. <laughs> but just a fucking group of characters. Oh, for sure. Well. <laughs> that those guys that are in positions of like just notoriety and power in that realm of the the universe and what's going on right now alongside the people that stormed the capital i think are just entirely given too much credit by by those that oppose them yeah i mean the vibe now it's kind of funny like a lot of those got like the craziness is kind of over with mm-hmm. the, with all the Trump shit, and it's like all those commentator dudes are just chilling with like Nelk and Tim Dillon, like they don't really give a fuck anymore. <laughs> right, they're chilling, just, they're raking in cash, dude. They're right. popping on Rumble and doing these live streams. It's yeah, Russell, dude, uh, Russell Brand and Joe Rogan was one of the better episodes of the JRE I've listened to in a minute. I didn't know that he was like in with those guys too. Yeah, he just decided to like do some like, <laughs> get down with everything i guess kind of funny yeah did you listen to the podcast that was out a couple weeks ago or like last month with ziz's brother and bradley martin no i don't know ziz's that was a brother. good one yeah me neither dude i had no idea i saw on my spotify new episodes list chest bra on ziz's <laughs> death oh, okay, right, I'm, right. I'm like who the fuck is chest bra <laughs> And it's it's Ziz's brother talking with Bradley Martin, dude. And he was awesome. He sounded exactly like Korg from Thor Ragnarok. Dude, that's Bradley Martin having him on is like having like that's like when they melt Captain America and he like meets all the new Avengers. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, like a <laughs> motherfucker. Like, right. It's does awesome. He, does he go into like their? Because they must have been living a crazy life, dude, just from the clips of, like, those guys back yeah. in the early 2000s, like, traveling around. That must have been nuts. Well, dude, I mean, from from the get-go, the entire episode, he's clearly making Bradley Martin uncomfortable with how much he just doesn't give a fuck. Oh, <laughs> like, <right. laughs> he, yeah, when he's, he's, like, got zero filter. He's talking about, like, partying and women and stuff, and he gets, like pretty fucking sexist and bradley martin's just like ah he, yep uh-huh <laughs> like it's a lot of him just going on tirades about like well well and, and you know me me and ziz would go to this party and then there would be this this many women just want to suck my cock all day long <laughs> 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 like it's just like it's just no 
He's they're, they're Australian, and like I feel like everybody that's famous that's Australian is a little bit like that. Even the people that are the most like oh yeah, you like PC is like they just there's I think I think people think because you speak English like that Americans and Australians are like pretty similar, but there is a difference in just like the way that you talk about shit. I think I think I think we're a little bit more reserved actually, which might be counterintuitive to like the stereotypes, but even guys that are like. Like the like Chris and Liam Hemsworth, like they'll get out and they'll say some wild shit. <laughs> yeah, pretty I, often. They almost do it better because it's like they have. I feel like Australians have less of a filter, but it's like you don't. They don't really get into sh- bull, like the bullshit as much as Americans do. I don't know, just from the interactions I've had with people from there. But like, yeah. every, like it's like they kind of fuck around, but it's like there's no like people getting like heated. He did, you know. Right. 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 They just, like, I guess, joke around a lot more in professional settings than Americans do. It must have been crazy to be, like, Ziz and his crew, like, to be the first guys to just be ripped, like, ever. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Right? It's like, because before them, bodybuilding was Arnold Schwarzenegger, and that was it. Like, it's like, if you're a bodybuilder, you're that. There's no... And that was like a that weird partying. niche. Like they weren't like partying. Like it was Arnold no, and a bunch it wasn't of other like... guys in a hotel room, and he's like laying down smoking weed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like well, because of, like gay. <laughs> yeah. Well, if, if like if that's what you were doing, then that was your life. There, were, I feel like, and then there was people that lifted weights that were athletes, like right. college athletes yeah. would work out and lift weights. But there wasn't so much of this like atmosphere of people that are just like kind of normal dudes and want to be aesthetic until until those guys until ziz and then later on david laid and those guys just kind of blew it up and now it's mainstream like now it's like that's all over the internet you know who i haven't um seen anything from recently and i mean i hope he's doing well before i joke about him but remember connor murphy I, yeah, I was hoping you were going to say Conor yeah. Murphy. <laughs> so what happened? What was the last update on him? He <laughs> probably had too many. He went completely insane. Too many divine protein shakes. Yeah, I mean, yeah. talk about a character arc. Damn. Well, right. right. Well, well, that's a situation where it's like, like we just had that episode with Ori and stuff, and it's kind of along the lines of what we're happening. Like, that's yeah. a guy that was a pretty. Like, Connor Murphy was a pretty normal dude, even airing on the side of cringe when he would, like, go and interview people in public and take his shirt off in front of chicks and stuff. It's like... He was, like, so, the first like, inter- interview, street interview yeah. guy. And then he started doing a ton of hallucinogens and literally, truly lost his mind. <laughs> he would do these, like... Fast. Yeah, he lost a ton of weight too. It wasn't even like a chill fast; like he was like working out and stuff. And he he looked like a like a Somalian pirate at the end of it. Like he was (laughs) emaciated. Damn. But he also drank a bowl of semen on video of (laughs) an entire cereal bowl, and he he called it a divine protein shake. Like, how do you come back from that? Like, what? What is your that's next too much. angle? Oh, yeah, I think that's too much for me. I, I don't. I don't. I don't know yeah. if I'll be consuming any more Connor Murphy content after that one. That's kind of like that's kind of like the final like farewell yeah. to the internet. 
forever. Right. Oh, the guy that drank a pint of cum on camera. I don't know if I really want. <laughs> and then he would do like the he would do this like because I, I used to follow I followed him on Instagram for way longer than I should have but I think that that was probably literally my final straw that probably caused me to click the unfollow button but before that he was posting really weird stuff with like girls like he would do yeah, like the yoga poses yeah it was weird he'd be like forehead to forehead with a chick for 44 minutes right <laughs> It's like, what the hell? <laughs> he realized that he, like, didn't have to, like, lift to, like, pull chicks anymore. He was like, he'll, he'll just become, like, a yoga guy. Which is a move. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess. He figured it out. I mean, I don't know if he figured it out. I don't know what he's up to now. Yeah. But it's in prison. It's kind of... Right. It's always just a, a little bit interesting to see somebody that's like in the public eye lose their mind. Because people lose their minds every day, but when it's a celebrity that loses their mind, it's like you get you get to see it a little bit more up close. Yeah. What is um Kanye West. So is The Last of Us like something I should consider watching? Dude, yeah, it's fucking awesome. Uh, the the final episode just came out today, and like I don't I don't, don't want to like get into it too much. I don't want to like spoil anything for anybody. But if you play the game or you watch the show, it's like it's one of those situ like one of those like rare bits of media where the protagonist is kind of a fucking you know like a bad guy. But now I wouldn't even call Joel like an anti-hero character. Like it's not like when you watch Venom and just like makes funny jokes and stuff. It's like he, it's the, the guy that you root for throughout the series is is you know he murders innocent people. <laughs> He's kind of a bad dude, but it it's just so such a well-told story that you can't help but like be on his side. And the ending is just insane. Yeah, who who produced it? HBO. Okay. Yeah. They don't, they don't, they don't really miss. miss. Yeah. They don't miss. <laughs> I'm excited for that last season of Succession comes out in a couple weeks. Oh, I didn't I didn't know that. I knew it was coming up this yeah. sometime. Dude, they dropped the trailer. It's awesome. That's just the best show. Right. It's the best. Dude, Brain there's a clip there. of... Yeah, <laughs> there's a, there's a clip of Logan Roy in this most recent trailer just screaming in a board <laughs> meeting. We are fucking pirates. <laughs> funny because there's so little like actual business that goes on in that show. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> screaming at each other. Just nonsense. I think my favorite character not- in that is definitely um. The brother who's just a menace, who's uh, Roman. Yeah, who's wait? Is the guy that plays him the fucking kid from Home Alone? It's his brother. Oh, it's okay. That's what I thought. Yeah, that's nuts. Yeah, yeah. I love I love that guy's character too, dude. I kind of like the guy that gets cucked all the time, Siobhan's husband. Yeah, Tom. <laughs> yeah, he, Tom is hilarious, and he bullies. <laughs> Bullies the shit out of that. The other guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All the emails get leaked and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> About the, the cruise ships and they're just having freakouts. 
and they're like so bad. Like the stuff they talk about, the stuff that went on the cruise ship, and he's like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> yeah, that show's awesome. It starts off with that dude. I I, I can't even think of his name, but he just vomits in the the mascot costume because he gets too high. Right, at the- exactly. <laughs> And then he has he has the based grandpa, who is the brother of Logan yep. Roy. And remember, he has to drive him from Canada, and he's like, he's like, no music. And then he's yeah. like, okay, what you've been up to? He's like, no talking. Focus on the road. It's like twelve <laughs> hours on the GPS. <laughs> Can't wait to do that to my grandson. <laughs> I'm gonna Logan Roy the shits out of my younger family my younger progeny trying to think like what else has been going on so I saw another article regarding like like uh the China stuff that we always talk about but um so this the senator this this senator Augustus King had put out like this this yeah this annual report and this is a quote directly from him uh okay so the director of national intelligence testified before the senate intelligence committee tuesday and what she said wasn't exactly comforting in fact senator angus king said in response to the intelligence community's annual report on worldwide threats my recommendation is don't read it just before you go to sleep Wait, what what does that mean? Just like the annual report on worldwide threats and he went to the public oh. and he was just like in terms of like saying any sort of opinion on it, he just said, Don't read it before you go to bed. It's scary. What is like the end goal here? Like I it's just it's getting it's like right. kinda of funny at this point, but it's like I don't I don't know. It's like weird because I'm getting like cold war flashbacks but like i don't i don't understand but like, i was never alive during that time <laughs> right <laughs> exactly yeah flashbacks. exactly <laughs> maybe the cold war never even happened bro yeah maybe they just lied to us about everything in history so here's what we, here's what we got though this is with the report the chinese communist party represents both the leading and most consequential threats to united states national security and leadership globally and its intelligence-specific ambitions and capabilities make it for us our most serious and consequential intelligence rival. That's what we got. Dude, I saw a news headline today. I didn't even click on it. And it was like, it said the U.S. would rather destroy semiconductor factories in Taiwan than let them fall into China's hands. And I was like, what, is, what even is this news? <laughs> like, what? It's like, who did you interview to get that? <laughs> right, I, I just honestly. feel bad because it's like, imagine being in Taiwan and reading that, and you're like, yo, what the fuck? <laughs> like, right. Yo, what? <laughs> who, inter- who was what? interviewed that said that? Like... Right, if we can't have it, no one can. We're like, (laughs) Taiwan's just getting fucked from both sides. Like, even if that is the plan, like, just keep that under wraps. Like, no need to say that right now. Right, exactly. Exactly. Listen, I'll I'll fucking blow those things up myself for all Mm -hmm. I've done, China. (laughs) And and like further in that report, they were basically just saying that 
we're observing increasing cooperation between China and Russia across every sector. Here we go. Yeah. The report itself also addressed countries including Iran, which has accelerated the expansion of its nuclear program and conducted research and development activities that would bring it closer to producing the fissile mist material for completing a nuclear device if it wants to. And North Korea. North Korea is still around. Almost certainly views nuclear weapons as a guaranteed way to hold on power. Iran is a like kind of a confusing country. I've never really understood yeah. like what the what the vibe was over there. They've got some like uh, social justice stuff going on though, right? Yeah, that? I was I like was seeing that with the women. Yeah, yeah. Wow, we should go. I mean, damn, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Sunday Porch Podcast Iran episode. Probably some baddies like too. E- Iran. Oh yeah, dude. For, for sure. sure. You can have a bunch of wives at once too. Well, I don't know about it anymore. Like, <laughs> we're oh, yeah, like support, we're like supporting them, and we're like, yo, so like you guys still doing like the, the multiple wives thing? They're like, oh my god! <laughs> like, I thought you guys were here to help. Right. <clears throat> I don't know. One so one thing that I've been getting it a little bit more into a couple followed a couple new accounts on Instagram this week. But, uh, there's a couple people that are, like, really in on this idea that the world as we know it is, like, an entirely a post-apocalyptic society. So even, like, all of our cities and, and all of our towns and existing infrastructure is built above what has been completely flooded and erased by the mud flood. And they, they cite examples as to, like, what, what goes on in, in, like, Middle Asia and stuff when they have, like, these gigantic floods of mud come down mountains and just completely erase towns. So there's basically this theory that it happened on a much larger scale much more recently than mainstream history says. And I thought that that, that was an interesting thing to research. So, like, 6,000 years ago, the world was, like, much more advanced and then... Basically, everything was buried, but you can still see evidence of it today. And they post, like, pictures and stuff. I I, I think it's kind of interesting. A lot of it's just, like, you know, nonsense schizophrenics that go out in the street and film, like, a window that's halfway yeah. in the ground. And it's, like, <laughs> evidence is everywhere. Question everything, folks. But, I, would, I would say just start digging. I mean, you'll find yeah. something. That's what I'm saying. Like, what were we talking about in, like, our first or second episode about the Mount Shasta guy that found the whole city that was buried in the mountain and then disappeared? Yeah. It's probably, like, probably like that. Yeah, I mean, there's... I don't know. I was listening... I keep hearing this term come up on, um, like, stuff I've been listening to, like, hyper-normalization. Are you familiar with that at all? So, I, I guess what that means is it's, like, um... Dude, I don't even... This is just, like, brain melt stuff. But basically, I was listening to an interview with this guy who writes books on, um, like, the Russian mafia and, uh, like, Putin and the the Russian government. And what they Mm -hmm. do over there is they'll... The main political party who supports Putin, who, like... Because they they do have, like, like fake democratic elections. They'll, like, Mm -hmm. fund an opposing party 
to run against him like corruptly but then tell everybody that they're doing it but like leak it on purpose so then it makes everyone like it gives everybody like a sense of like hopelessness you know what i mean yeah like it's so like they want people to know that it's corrupt because then you kind of just give up which i thought was kind of an interesting idea and you kind of see i feel like you see that happening a lot for sure like do you think that there's um like people will make political leaders look incompetent on purpose on purpose like they'll do that to themselves to like just degrade like any sense of hope that you would have like in a like a stable system because yeah. where we're at I mean, right I, now I, it's like how many people are true believers in like what our our society is supposed to be like theoretically you know what i mean right like how much of that yeah. is done on purpose uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's a good question. I think that's a good point. I, I think, I think, because we sit and talk about it all the time about like how you can't really trust like w- what is presented to us, and then I guess, I guess, to think critically about that would be like what what group has any sort of any sort of power or anything to gain from the public thinking that way, right? Because just just as much as the public could be influenced in one direction, they could be influenced in the other, and. I mean, I, I think that I, I do think that we do a pretty good job, and like not to like praise ourselves, but I think I think that it's rare that people occupy a space in, in the media that is like truly unbiased and, and critical. And I, I think we're trying our best to do that. I think we're doing a pretty good job. But if any way, if any, if we do lean any way, we do lean towards distrust of of the media and distrust of the government. And I guess that that in and of itself is an, is an opinion and it is a side that that's, what's interesting. And that's kind of what I was thinking about. Like you, I, I think like a lot of times when you think about like, um, like alternative viewpoints, you think about, uh, like a power group, um, covering something up in a way that like they did something, sneaky or skilled and then makes you think that it's something else but then people forget like a a lot another way to do that is to make yourself seem less competent than you actually are and i think a lot Mm -hmm. of people realize that there's attempts to for like organ like countries or organizations within the federal government to make themselves seem like they are less good at what they do than they actually are yeah an interesting thing to think about and you hear it because you hear people say a lot well like they wouldn't like they're they're not that smart you know what i mean or like right there, there is a lot there's a lot of people who are who will argue they're like well you guys have all these crazy opinions but you're o- over exaggerating like how good you think people who work in these institutions actually are and it's kind of like well they're pretty good <laughs> like I don't, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. That's you know, that's a that's one of the fucking 48 laws of power, though. It's, it's like a, like never show your hand. Always yeah. make people in the room think that you have less power than you actually do. You know, that's a key a key one, also. Right. Yeah. And it's like I don't know. Like when people tell me like, well, uh, they're talking about like a world leader or like some someone in a a high position of authority and they're like oh well they're just an idiot and it's like maybe but probably not like there's a lot of people who could have gotten like 
taken that role. I don't think it would be a stupid person. Right. Well, I mean, hey, if if uh, if it's happening on purpose, props to Biden because he's killing it. That's what I'm saying, dude. and that's what I, they people were talking about. That, and it's almost like, do you think yeah. some of that is on purpose to just make people be like, "Oh my god," because <laughs> it does make you just lose faith. I mean, when you see just somebody act that way. <laughs> yeah. No. Totally. And it is like like it gets kind of kind of refreshing every now and then. You watch some of his his speech, and it's not it's not impeded, and he strings together a couple like well formed sentences. You're like, whoa, man. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he gets a little bit of undue praise for actually being able to speak. Crazy. It could all be orchestrated and engineered. I don't know. Yeah, I think that that's a good point. Something that I don't really. I haven't been thinking about as, as, as much as I should have, I guess. One thing I was looking at that's kind of unrelated. Yeah. Is that... Yeah. No, you can, you got it. So it's like with, um, a lot of like what the most recent crises have been is like people like losing their homes and stuff. You see how they kind of changed the term or you're not, you're not supposed to say homeless people anymore. You say like houseless people or, right. or people without houses but so there's a lot more people without houses and there's like this this specific sect in the economy of these people that are have you ever heard of froggers no so this this shit is is becoming more and more common and it's really fucking creepy so like people that are without a home just just for the sake of people understanding what I'm saying, I'm just, I'm going to say homeless people. I'm not trying to offend anybody. But homeless people that are, like, able to do this, like, I, I would say the majority of them are smarter homeless people, like, like people that aren't suffering from addiction and are living in, like, more of a urban, suburban environment, are basically stalking people generally people that live alone or or a couple and have a larger house and they're like mapping out their daily schedule and they're secretly living in their house when the people aren't home or when they're asleep and they're not (laughs) able to catch them so they'll have these like caches up in like the attic of a nice like suburban house and they'll be sneaking in through a separate window when they're off for work and they have their schedules memorized. And there's a lot of people that are doing this. It's, it's, it's being called frogging. And so I saw through Twitter somebody had compiled a bunch of different stories. And it was fucking scary, dude. Because it all starts with people thinking that their house is haunted. Because they hear yeah. weird shit. They hear footsteps. There's like stuff gets moved. Stuff is missing. They like they leave for work and a chair is like pushed away and it's like they think their house is getting fucking haunted. So they set up cameras and then they catch a person in their house. Like just a straight up dude. And I saw the most unsettling video footage the other day where somebody had set up one of those cameras and the guy that was living in their house it was like dude he was like like six foot eight. Yeah. He had like a like like Jesus hair, like long hair, like super pale dude was like creeping around in the kitchen. Dude, and they caught like, him on like camera. Pork, yeah, dude, like 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 crouching like he's in a cartoon, but it's this <laughs> tall ass dude with like like Keanu Reeves beard and hair. He looks like a vampire. Like it's so that's so unsettling to just see a giant guy creeping around your house. 
<laughs> it's the worst. That's the worst thing to think about. Like low key, res- like kind of respect <laughs> for pulling yeah. that shit off. Like if you like that is kind of a skill to just be able to parasite in someone's house. But I mean, on the oh, other end, sure. it's like yo, like buy a dog. Like that's kind of a cool fix, <laughs> <mix>, right? <laughs> yeah, big mean one. Yeah, if I had a huge house like that, I like that someone could just live in when I and I wouldn't know it. Like I would just have two huge dogs because they would know, right? They can smell yeah. a dog would smell in a person. It depends, bro. Unless unless the guy becomes friends with your dog, maybe he walks in with some oh, dog treats shit. and then yeah, and then they're then they're in on it because he feeds them. <laughs> Then they they maul you when you come into right. the house. Or get a worse, get a worse pet, like worse, right. right up to the line that you're okay with having for your sense of security. Like Big like Komodo dragon. Ass. It's got to be something even just creepier, like some kind of pale lizard thing. <laughs> yeah, just like <laughs> sleeping around. <laughs> One of those like white monitor rats. lizards. Yeah, a bunch of rats. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you just ruin your house. <laughs> you don't understand. No, I, I can't get frogged if I'm, I live with a thousand rats. <laughs> hey, I'm not getting frogged. You must. <laughs> I got He's the like, rats. You are a, a paranoid schizophrenic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that. I'm going to be... That just freaked me out, bro. <laughs> Yeah, creepy, right? Because because we've got some shit that crawls around in our walls too, like like squirrels or something. But like we will hear it at night. It'll be like. I think like, the, the cost benefit of someone trying to frog in your house would be very very low. Like the amount <laughs> the amount of resources. No offense that they'd be able to garner <laughs> from you guys. Like half of a Chipotle bowl, like. Maybe some dry the potential, pasta. The potential cost of like head separation. <laughs> right. It's like pretty low. Because it, it gets scary. I, I'll i stay here when I work from home and I, I get pretty scared. <laughs> Josh is just coming home. He's like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> just one swing. <laughs> Kills a guy. Frogging. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if I was frogging, I probably wouldn't wouldn't pick this house. <laughs> it's a good call. I mean, There's always extra characters around. There's like Cohen crouched in the closet eating right chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do with all those people? Though? I don't understand why this is such a hard like infrastructure thing. Yeah. Build well, you would think like build a big building and have them live in the built like what how expensive yeah. is that a billion dollars like top like, right you know what i mean i don't know well they're doing they're making these these crazy purchases and these crazy buildings i've been seeing like i i might look it up but did you see what they're building in uh in las vegas now it's this giant globe that it kind of looks like like the ball that's in like epcot in disney world but it's completely covered in like 8K displays. So the entire thing is a giant screen. And on the inside, it's also a screen. So it's like, it'll be what, like the, the sickest fucking entertainment 
venue in the world. Like, concerts in there would be awesome. The, the artists could literally make make you be in, in outer space or, like, in the middle yeah. of the jungle or, like, like you could be anywhere. It's like, uh, what's that Ray Bradbury short story, The Velt? So it's like a story like these these little kids have a playroom where all the walls are like programmable by them, and it, it ends up being like a little bit of like a like a like oh, a commentary on, dude, on society because like a deep brain that was like yeah grade. yeah okay yeah yeah because the, the they they like make lions that yeah. eat their parents right. yeah. Dead Mouth Five, the DJ made a song about the Velt, and the music video is sick. Oh yeah, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> At first, I, I but, thought you were talking about like a homeless shelter they were building, and I was like, "What?" Like, <laughs> like all screens. <laughs> that would be awesome. It's a <laughs> <laughs> The Clockwork Orange yeah. facility. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude! So get get this. We were talking about MK Ultra the other week. I heard a dude say that he believes that the government had. So he must. He, this just up uh, just to preface this, like this guy just is a hater. <laughs> but but he he was basically saying that bands like The Grateful Dead and Fish are so bad that they don't deserve the, the fan base that they have and it must be the government of like like distributing all the LSD to their fans to, to like practice creating cult like worship. Okay, I will say that I have heard that before and there is there is some kind of conspiracy. I don't even I've heard it mentioned that like there was some in like government involvement in a lot of like the psychedelic music, but it was yeah. still really good. I don't know why. <laughs> that is <laughs> the guy funny. obviously Every didn't like the while, Grateful Dead. You'll, you'll hear someone go on the like the old music is bad rant, and that's like a hot day. That'll get people really angry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure, dude. The Rolling Stones were a horrible band. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a funny like just immediately start a fight. <laughs> yeah, you say that in a room, it's just yeah. such an inflammatory comment. Led Zeppelin yeah, I mean every every song. <laughs> it's horrible. <laughs> well, the music now is way better. I will die on the hill though that that the Beach Boys are far greater than the Beatles. Yeah. I'll get down with that. I didn't realize how pet like, sounds crazy and Abbey Road of a group of guys they were until someone was like telling me about it. But they were like, yeah, I watched the YouTube video, partying and shit. Yeah, partying before it was cool. Well, yeah, way before it was cool. <laughs> the Beatles weren't partying; they were all trying to bang the same chick and s- smoking a ton of weed and getting scared alone in a dark room. Dude, isn't it like the stories you hear about the Beatles? They just sound like the worst group of, like, the most cringe, yeah. like, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> right, dude, it's like, like not, not people I would want to hang out with at all. Uh-uh. <laughs> not at all. Did you did you ever watch the movie where the guy gets hit by a car, and he's, he's like a struggling musician, and he gets hit by a car, and he ends up in an alternate reality where nobody knows the Beatles? I don't think so. And he, so he, he just like plays Beatles music, songs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and becomes super famous. Because <laughs> nobody funny. knows the fucking Beatles. 
Yeah, that was a cool story. Dude, I had someone tell, try and tell me once that they thought that Paul McCartney died and they replaced him with a look-alike person. <laughs> <laughs> and the person who told me that was Ori, who was on our last episode. <laughs> I was, was going to like not say who it was, and I was like, oh, he was on the, the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we're developing like a like a like a character right. <laughs> so we gotta get, get some of these guys recruit recurring oh what uh, what went down you just you scheduled a meeting with chuck i i didn't go i pussied out i didn't want to go like Fuck. it was dude it was getting just creepier and creep like i kept getting messages like about the consciousness awakening meeting and I was mm. maybe I'll redo it, but I was like coming home from work just like exhausted, and I was like, "Do I really yeah. want to go do this?" Run? I I don't blame you. <laughs> I wouldn't have done it. My day. But Ori was telling I, me I he, certainly he would not go have done that. again. Um, and what it, Chuck said that he was a extraterrestrial, so that was the new reveal. Um, mm. So like he and then dude, so he he said to uh, Ori, I guess he was like. He was like, you're good. Um, at first, I thought something attached to you, but I don't think it did. Oh, fuck. So I think you're good. And he's like, a lot of people that come to me, like, there's stuff, like, attached to them. And, like, or was like, what? <laughs> like, you didn't, like, tell me, tell me that? And then apparently he took, like, a call in the middle of their session, and someone was, like, freaking out like crazy and he was like talking him off a ledge <laughs> so I don't oh know oh my god dude I would love to see he, this guy probably has some other clients that are like nuts yeah well dude I'm not like I'm not, I'm not chill with that if I went in there and he told me that something had attached itself to me right. and I left that meeting I, that would fucking ruin me dude yeah, <laughs> no, how do you do anything after that nah I'd be scared <laughs> 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 I'd be oh. like in my office going uh, like afraid to go to the bathroom alone because I would see something in the mirror. Right. The Donnie <laughs> Darko. Dude, but yeah, then dude, he was, I, I, Ori was also saying he was like another door opened up in the like the room we're in and it was just a kitchen and someone was just cooking like a fajita. <laughs> he was like, I didn't think anyone lived here and then it was just someone just cooking, like listening to all this like crazy talk. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's, that is actually nuts. I think he just has a roommate who is just like, he's like, I'll tell you, this guy, this guy I live next to is crazy. Yeah, that, that is just absurd, bro. He's like, like his friends are like done with even hearing the stories that he has to say. They're like, we get it, bro. Like, we, we get it. Chuck's a weird guy. Yeah, he's like, no, you don't get it. You don't know the stuff that I have to hear. <laughs> you don't even want to know what he did last night. Yeah, You're right. We don't. <laughs> that would be terrible. Imagine living next to that. Like you have a girl over, and she's like, "What is that noise that's going on?" Like it's like, "Oh man, man." Yeah, hell no, bro. There was um one. One movie that I do really want to see, um, I just sent, like, I sent it to some, I sent the YouTube clip to somebody, but I guess there's this, this, this movie that came out called Skinamarink, and it's like, (laughs) people are calling it, 
people are calling it like too scary for theaters and it's not rated but I did look at soap today and it, it is present on soap today so I think I might turn all my lights off keep my surround sound headphones on and, and get really scared tonight hey count me out <laughs> it's called skin so here's the cinema rink cinema rink you know how you can go on IMDB and people that watch the movie can write their own synopsises of it yeah so this this one looks pretty interesting. I like the way that you started it off. <laughs> By Nick Nick Reganos. <laughs> 1995. In the dead of night, young siblings Kevin and Kaylee realize their father has mysteriously vanished into thin air. And with no one to turn to, the two unsuspecting children seek solace in the living room. After all, watching cartoons and playing with toys never harmed anyone. But innocence <laughs> attracts evil. Then, as long, numbing spells of silence pierce the subconscious, an eerie, blood-curdling voice from beyond invites the lost kids into the ill-let basement. Because in this house, chaos reigns. What's the point of trying to escape when there is no door? Dude, if you like show me watching a movie like that is like the Punisher meme where he's like, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> the 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 cover picture is just scary too. It's like a kid upside down with a dark room. <gasps> yeah, I don't. I wonder what happens. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna watch it. Astonishing films like this come along once in a generation. What David Lynch's poltergeist might have looked like, Skinamarink will let loose absolute terror. It is like, when you think about making like a movie really scary, like it is probably really hard to do. They don't yeah. really, it's been a while since... As a horror movie director. There's a couple people that really pulled it off, and I think a lot of it just has just comes down to having an original idea. Like, because yeah. cause movies that, there were, there are, I'm a big horror movie fan, I, I like to read horror books too, and it's like, it's tough to make something that, like, scares your audience, and I think that a couple times that, that it did go down, it's like, like, when the Blair Witch Project first came out into theaters, people thought it was real. Like, because th- th- that just hadn't been done before, where there hadn't been, like, a right. foot, like, a, a documentary, and they, and the producers and the advertising team totally took it in stride, too. They were like, fuck it. They released it as it was, like, found in the woods, and it was, like, yeah. the first, like, found footage film in the movies. Imagine watching that, and you, you totally think it's, like, real. Like, you're gonna, that's gonna fuck you up. <laughs> yeah, that's insane. And I now mean- it's just, like... <laughs> Because they didn't even think to doubt it, because it just hadn't been done before. Yeah. It's interesting, like, there's certain things that, like, I will totally not find scary at all, and there's certain, like, concepts that, like, really freak me out. But that, I guess yeah. it is, it's more like a conceptual thing. Yeah. Like, Paranormal Activity was was similar, too. Like, if you watch that movie now, it's, like, there's, like, the jump scares and stuff, but it's not really, like... Like, the first Paranormal Activity isn't really, like, super, like, scary, scary. Right. But that most recent one that we watched in the basement of the frat house, dude, that was fucking terrifying. <laughs> that was a horrifying movie. Like, I was, like, <laughs> screaming. 
but the, also Shook, the vibe dude. There, everybody I mean, there were so many yeah. dudes just like <laughs> out out besides themselves <laughs> dude i wish we had video we should have videotaped the reaction to that and put it on youtube that would have fucking killed oh uh, like, yeah Literally dude paranormal activity they would have hit us up they would have paid us to use right, that advertiser yeah. <laughs> a group of like they got us freaking the fuck out i was like i'm never i'm never going near an amish person <laughs> <laughs> everyone's like well they're nice people <laughs> i think i think some people quit early i don't know if duma made it through the whole movie <laughs> No, I mean he, that was one of the wine, the double wine slams, like a Tuesday. I, oh, I don't yeah. even. I mean, yeah. at a certain point. Remember, remember when he passed out on the couch and we started playing like, like <laughs> oh, that was that night. animal growling noises. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, hands like, were off. So, so for for you guys listening, the the basement of our house had this like projector screen that we brought down and we had a gigantic like like a literally like a what like a fourteen thousand dollar sound system all together it's a very like loud surround sound like high quality sound and we had a full-on movie theater set up down there with like a couches in like a tier sitting so we finished watching a movie and one of our buddies is just passed out drunk on a couch with his pants off wine like cheap wine just just so we go and you like crouch in the corner where the sound system control is and we put on like animals like howling in the forest and like growling and like basically just like monster noises (laughs) as loud as they go and he wakes up to that (laughs) as a freak out he thinks he's alone (laughs) dude you guys scared the shit on me you put that doll in front of my room you remember that (laughs) yeah it was hanging from the rope Dude, Alexa still gives me shit for that because I literally opened the door up and was like, ah, and I just grabbed it and threw it out. <laughs> like, yeah, well, dude, that was set up perfect because it was like hanging just against your door, so when it opened, it would like yeah. swing into your room. <laughs> <laughs> remember, dude, you remember when Colin hid under your bed? Yeah, that, that was fucked. <laughs> so messed up about that is I had been having like legitimate like mental problems for a week I wasn't sleeping like I don't know what was going on so I actually thought that I was losing it and I was like I'm just actually having like I gotta talk to someone like I'm feeling something under my head it was making noises too I had my I had like a pillow stuffed in my mouth to stop myself. I was like tears streaming down my face. Colin was like making like clicking sounds yeah. and moving around. Classic. Classic. Oh, Alright. 13 episodes. Right on. Alright. Later.